Welcome to Bud Talks Podcast, episode 305. Facing the Nile River and the island of Zamalek here in Cairo, Egypt. Sometimes I wonder where exactly the idea of this journey came from. Last I spoke on Bud Talks. I was leaving Puerto Rico. By the by the way, the noise you are hearing in the background, not sure what that is, but currently waiting on my Airbnb to be sterilized and clean. I just checked out of a hotel. Kind of had an interesting hotel experience. In Giza, next to the pyramids, the hotel was a shit show. It was gross. Giza is actually not... I mean, if you ask any local to Cairo or Giza, they'll tell you that it's not a pleasant area for tourists. However, tourists are only there because of the pyramids and the Sphinx. Now, I'm waiting on this Airbnb that I booked last night because I was at a rather nice hotel. But I kind of wanted to get an experience just for the experience in itself. And the Airbnb I waited for is kind of a pampering situation for me because it, in a past sense, it's maybe over my price preference, but it aligns, it matches with what I want. There's a jacuzzi in it in the view of the city. Now, facing the Nile, I kind of want to talk about Cairo. This place is insane, by the way. It's apparently, I think, the fifth or sixth biggest city in Egypt, or excuse me, the world. Unless you're downtown, there are no crosswalks. I don't even think people obey the stop signs or the street signs or the traffic lights anywhere in this city. But, you know, people just cross the street. It's like, it's, it's chaos. I'm, I mean, I think I saw three, maybe four accidents once I got off the plane here last week. And, but I haven't seen an accident since. I've ridden many, the Ubers are cheap. They're like a dollar to get like five miles. And it's crazy how cheap it is out here, but every every time the driver puts his foot on the pedal I feel like we're about to get in an accident because somebody's cutting somebody off and there's really no road rage it's just people going people moving and it's like you're surprised that nobody gets hit I mean I, I, I did see one accident this guy his face was like gashed open it was actually pretty gross but apparently that's normal I mean a city of 25 million I mean some people say there's more I think the official number is like 22 million but ask any local they'll probably tell you there's like 100 million people here and it feels like that but 
it's just crazy how crowded the city is and it's really spread out too so I was in Giza and I wanted to do a podcast next to the pyramids because my hotel had a rooftop that had a view of the pyramids but that hotel was it was gross booking.com you know they take the best pictures and they post the best pictures on the website but it doesn't really satisfy or rather it satisfies the eye for booking but once you get there you know you end up thinking you're booking a three four star hotel that's half decent for its price but then once you get there it's a one star hotel so I left that hotel came to Cairo by the way Cairo and Giza are I guess are sister cities but the Nile separates them for the most part and I got a relatively nice hotel and even the nicer hotels are pretty cheap out here but I mean the people are I guess I mean, as a tourist, I guess I just see it a little differently because, you know, they look at us as Americans and I I think it's quite beautiful, the idea of, you know, this separation between Egyptians. I mean, a lot of people out here don't even think I'm American. They think I'm Nubian, which is kind of a Southern Egyptian or they think I'm some West African citizen of, I don't know, Ghana or, or is that? No, Ghana's more central but anyhow it's been quite the experience in that you know I kind of want to go back to the idea of uh, my idea was to do a speaking podcast on the pyramids or not on the pyramids but next to the pyramids but the pyramids have a certain energy I mean they're so huge I mean they're vast pictures don't even explain the feeling pictures don't really explain and not even words can really describe kind of the emotion or the pull that when you're next to the pyramids and maybe it's me but you see those triangular things and I saw it on a full moon so it was it was quite the experience I'm actually going to go back to Giza which is about 20 minutes from Cairo where I'm at now Uh, probably got to find a better hotel but um, it's just amazing how people call them workers, call them slaves they built that by hand and you know they use pulley systems i was actually finally you know kind of got explained there's a wedding going on right next to me right now beautiful people but one of our tour guys explained to me how the pyramids were built and my assumption of how they were built were pretty right on there weren't no aliens who built that shit i mean think about you know once kings were born you know they kind of just had it in their power to put the entire civilization under work to build a pyramid and kind of give you the gist of it you know the nile 
some old pictures of the pyramids you'll see water next to the pyramids right now it's all dry desert next to the pyramids but i don't know how long ago it was maybe hundreds of years ago but and sorry if it's getting loud there's a wedding going on right next to me but the uh nile used to flow from cairo all the way to giza and i believe it was because it was flooding and obviously with climate change that doesn't really happen anymore so it's all dry so they kind of floated those limestones from cairo to giza and you know with thousands of workers slaves rolling rocks limestones over wood to the base and through trial and error they got the dasher period right i mean the red pyramid is the first correct period of pyramid of perfection i believe the black pyramid if you look it up you know that was kind of a more fucked up looking pyramid but they also have a step pyramid so they kind of evolved or kind of you know was changing over time in terms of how the pyramids looked now as far as entering the pyramids they're hot i was actually went into uh dasher period pyramid it was the per first perfected pyramid and it was hot we went we climbed up and then we went in and it was like a sauna a lot of hieroglyphics if you go to my instagram terrell jpk you'll see all the hieroglyphics and you know we were explaining how the hieroglyphics were made and a lot of the people who established those hieroglyphics, you know, they were nobles. You know, there's kind of a certain class system, even in America today. And even in Egypt today, there's class systems. Anyone from a noble, a priest, a teacher, or like a colonel or general, you know, their tombs are in Luxor. And I actually flew to Luxor earlier this week to see those tombs in the mountains. And there's just holes in the mountain. Uh, it, it's it's this place is amazing. I mean, what one civilization did, what over hundreds of years, and what kings decided to do, you know, once they were born. And and, a, and another crazy thing is that we kind of find these amazing tombs, stones. Uh, I'm call it monuments, but statues as well, and the different uh, what do you call it? I guess the architectures of places. Some of these villages are kind of knocked down or whatnot, but you know, during the time, I mean, the the work life wasn't well, but you know, s centuries later, we look at this and are amazed but in the context of time it's like it's really not that exciting for at least them back in the day but it's kind of what the human decides to do you know when they're in power you know they want eternal existence and they got it through tombs they got it through pyramids they got it through you know putting their wives 
sisters, daughters, and 50 other wives in tombs and mummified them for sacred reasons. They, even, they mummied, for example, King Tut, boy king. He ruled for 10 years from 9 years old to 19 years old. His organs were dressed in gold. He had about two layers of gold. Uh, what do you call it? His uh, what they put his, or I guess what they what they mask his mummified body in is gold. And, you know, they have workers, shift artists that are kind of taught by the nobles of the civilization how to carve these hieroglyphics and how to carve these faces and whatnot. So that people like us today (laughs) still guess what the fuck it means. Some people know what it means. Some people can read it, understand what it's saying, but... For the most part, it's beautiful art. Riders of time. Uh, to be a little honest with you, I'm so f- working off about an hour of sleep. I partied last night. So last week, I on my way to Cairo from Puerto Rico, I got stuck at... Well, I had an eight-hour layover in JFK. I slept probably like an hour on one of those benches and got on the plane and then once I got to Heathrow in London had about a three hour layover and then tried to board to Cairo I tried boarding Egypt Air they denied me because they don't accept vaccination cards you have to have either a negative PCR test or a vaccination certification and America doesn't issue vaccination certifications. And what that is, is kind of like a QR code to verify or validate that you've been vaccinated. But again, America only gives you a card, which Egypt Air doesn't accept. So I got stuck in Heathrow, London Airport for 26 hours. It was literally operating off about an hour and a half of bench, airport bench sleep. And once I, then eventually I got it figured out and I got a test and, you know, I got on the plane and got to Cairo. And once I got to Cairo, you know, the hotel room was shitty, but I kind of had forgot about that because I was so excited to see the pyramids and first glance at the pyramid i was drooling they are like they're amazing and staring at this body of water the nile waiting for my airbnb you know with every i would say positive experience yeah, there's been a negative experience, and as expected. And what I kind of choose to emphasize or focus on is the positive. And there are moments I have to really focus on a negative to amend it. 
but again it's all about the positive because what you put your energy onto grows i mean if i complained about everything then this trip would i mean this whole podcast would be different i mean what how, the energy i'm speaking would be different i already have a kind of mundane energy level i know that and most people misread it but this is me at peace and at ease where i'm at and most people probably think i'm on the phone right now but i'm actually speaking to my phone right now (laughs) so there's a kind of a rich population in egypt about 70 75 percent is low class like this is a third world country for the most part and there's only about 20 percent of the people who actually make a well being for themselves as, as far as you know a living wage and most people are just hustlers out here and last night I, I met some people or actually I met them a couple days ago and we ended up going out and having a good old time and literally partied until about 8 o'clock this morning and I, I only say that because for them it's not really about a 9 to 5 it's not really about making a living wage but you know they live in a society where eight out of ten people aren't gonna be you know well off in life so they meet someone like me and or rather I meet someone like them and they almost come off Americanized but they have this condition of their own society which I think is beautiful but we can have this connection until 8 o'clock in the morning I mean we're drinking or smoke I'm not I don't smoke cigarettes I don't smoke like that but I mean it's it's a vibe that could last this long and of course I'm tired I'm like I need to go back to my room check out pack up I'm kind of doing one hotel one Airbnb a week at a time just because you know I mean, this is just a part of the journey. You never get complacent. But I just thought it was amazing to meet some people who are... Uh, I met a girl who's an actor, and she was telling me she wants me to do her press release because she's moving to L.A., which... <laughs> that's amazing, but good luck. The idea is just that, you know, you can come somewhere, share your vibe, share your energy, and from two completely different continents on the globe and just be happy about that. And I don't remember most of these people's names. I mean, I, I hell, they could have robbed me, but, you know, for the most part, I mean, people in Egypt are actually nice. They're very, very friendly people. I mean, ridiculously friendly. Uh, my boy Dean was out here for me, with me, until this morning. He actually left, so now I'm officially by myself. And uh, I was supposed to be by myself this entire trip, anyway. But uh, I don't mind someone pulling up on me because I mean, you attract who you are, you attract what you are, and if people want to join you on a journey, why not let them? You know, you can't really close yourself off to the world like that. That's 
I mean, there's a time and place for that. But I think it's just a part of who I am in that I don't really say go with the flow, but be the flow. It's kind of like this body of water I'm looking at. You know, the water kind of goes with the flow. The water doesn't see its river bends ahead. But once the river bends, the ripper ripples on the surface. You know, they do different stuff. The ripples, they might you know, spread out a little bit. They might kind of splash or become a little bit more rough. But they're not really going with the flow. They, they are the flow. And there's a kind of a balance and understanding because... You know, this journey could change for me any day. And which it has, it's day to day. But it's not about looking back and saying, well, this was the plan. How do I get back to that? It's all about rerouting from the point you're at. I think it was best put on this. <laughs> in fact, I saw this on a TikTok the other day. You know, when you're go into a place and you put in the address on your GPS, maybe it's Google Maps or Apple Maps, and let's say you accidentally so you put in the address and then you're going for a couple miles and then you, you take maybe a left turn, take a right turn, and then you take a wrong turn. The GPS doesn't go back to your original point reroute you from there the gps reroutes you from where you took the wrong turn and that is becoming the flow it's not about looking back in terms of where and how you should have been going it's about where you need to be going forward from the assumed wrong left turn or right turn or missed turn never look back always move forward always move forward reroute from where you're at and this is bud talks podcast episode 305 from cairo egypt next to the nile river Good morning, good evening, good night. Thank you.